Hi there, Andrew here. We're putting feelers out for the idea of sponsors for the show. We have grown to a sizable audience of legal professionals, and we'd love to find a way to get the resources to continue to grow the show and spend more time on it. This might take the form of more longer form, maximum minimum competence episodes, or longer daily episodes, or maybe short interviews. We've had a couple of inquiries regarding sponsorship, but want to get feedback from all of you, the listeners. If you have thoughts or have a sponsor in mind that you think would be a good fit, shoot me an email at andrew at We're still very much in the brainstorming stage, so all ideas are good ideas. So ends the housekeeping segment. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Monday, March 6, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have L'Oreal facing claims that hair relaxers cause cancer, NLRB flexing on Starbucks, the death of TikTok, question mark, question mark. Girardi says he isn't guilty and more trouble for Binance Crypto. Let's see what the start of this week brings in today's legal news. L'Oreal USA Inc. and other companies are facing multi-district litigation over claims that their hair relaxers cause cancer and other health problems. U.S. District Judge Mary Rowland in Chicago has appointed four law firms, including the Ben Crump Law Firm, as lead counsel for the plaintiffs. The lawsuits allege that the companies knew their products contained dangerous chemicals but marketed and sold them anyway. The case involves about 75 cases filed in the MDL, which was formed in February. L'Oreal said it is confident in the safety of its products and believes the recent lawsuits have no legal merit. The National Labor Relations Board has used a recent ruling against Starbucks to show its willingness to ramp up its remedy powers, particularly to curb employers' attempts to flout labor law. The company was found to have committed hundreds of labor law violations at 21 stores in western New York from the very start of the Starbucks Workers Union United campaign to organize those stores in 2021. Starbucks was accused of intimidating workers, withholding benefits, firing organizers, and even closing a store in response to the union campaign. Starbucks has maintained its innocence and said the fired workers were terminated because they violated company policies. U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner plans to introduce a bill this week that will allow the U.S. to ban Chinese technology, including services like TikTok. The law will give the U.S. the power to ban or prohibit foreign technology when necessary. Warner confirmed that ByteDance Limited's TikTok is among the services that could be banned. He cited concerns over the app being used as a propaganda tool and the potential risks to the data of the 100 million Americans who use TikTok for 90 minutes every day. Local social media giants like Meta Platforms Inc. and Alphabet Inc.'s YouTube have suffered commercial losses due to TikTok's success in the U.S. Warner warned China presents a threat to the U.S. beyond that of the Soviet Union, and Warner said that integrating China into the global economy would not make the country more liberal. The senator urged the U.S. to invest in its economy and technology to stay ahead in the competition with China. Former California attorney Thomas Girardi pled not guilty to wire fraud and criminal contempt charges brought in a February 1st indictment that accuses him of stealing millions from his clients, while the California State Bar seemingly overlooked numerous signs he was up to no good. Girardi admitted in civil proceedings over two years ago that his firm spent millions in client settlement money belonging to the family members of people killed aboard Lion Air Flight 610 when it crashed in October of 2018. The U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois also set a March 8th deadline for his counsel to file a motion seeking a competency hearing to determine whether Girardi is fit to stand trial. Whether Girardi is fit to stand trial will depend on whether he has, quote, sufficient present ability to consult with his lawyer with a reasonable degree of rational understanding and whether he has a rational as well as factual understanding of the proceedings against him. His co-defendants, his firm's former CFO, Christopher Kamen, and his former colleague and son-in-law, David Lira, entered pleas of not guilty in mid-February. Girardi and Kamen also face separate criminal charges related to mismanagement of client funds and other misconduct in federal court in California. 
The Wall Street Journal has apparently reviewed messages and documents as well as conducted interviews with former employees that indicate that finance set out to neutralize U.S. authorities by building a seemingly independent American platform called Binance.us in order to shield its main business, Binance.com, from regulators' scrutiny. The companies, however, have been more intertwined than previously disclosed, with staff and finances shared between them. If U.S. regulators conclude that Binance has control over a U.S. company, they could claim the power to police Binance's entire business. The Securities and Exchange Commission and the Justice Department have been probing Binance since at least 2020. On Thursday, a bipartisan group of senators asked Binance to answer a series of questions alleging it had hidden basic financial information from its customers and the public. Binance's ability to deal with regulators in the U.S. is seen as a test case for the future of crypto. Binance is by far the largest cryptocurrency platform standing after the collapse last year of others such as FTX left the digital currency world reeling. Thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the ESQ.social instance. I'm at Andrew and my co-host Gina is at Gina. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd sure appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is part of the ESQCast network of podcasts and streams on ESQStream.com. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, an apple a day keeps the apple lobby happy. <laughs>